What's up guys, it's Emma. I'm in Montreal, Canada, and I haven't recorded in a while. I'm kind of all over, all over the place in this one, surprise, surprise, but the real, um, the real meat of the nugget, the real crux of the situation, the real point of the point, fuck, I can't even get to the point when I'm trying to talk about getting to the point, the real nucleus here, the real thing that I'm trying to get at is I'm really trying to find things that are positive out there that I pick up that help me in what I'm trying to do and then pass them on to you guys as like an integral part of what this diary is. Because I was trying to think, how do I want to structure this? Is it just me sharing my thoughts and getting to know a core group of you guys more? Like as we like build up like, uh, you know, a positive real space of the trials and tribulations of this thing called the world that we're all existing in right now. Um, Or what is it that I'm trying to do? And in this episode... I have a meandering way of going through a catch-up, 90-day fiancé, love life stuff, dating stuff. You know, that's always going down. Uh, and and then getting to get into a little a little quote I learned from 90-day fiancé. Here we go. Hey guys, testing, 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 testing. Beauteous. Uh, I had just started recording something and then the mic cut out and I think that that was the universe doing for me what I couldn't do for myself because I was really rambling in it and some of you guys give me feedback that you like when I go off on my tangents um, and and then some people say I hate it Emma needs to take ADD pills uh, no one said that yet that, that's that's me but I know people must say that and the truth is you can't please everybody and, and I'm here for the people that are into it you know that's what's so interesting to me when someone doesn't like something and, it, you know, if, if it's something that's put out there in good faith and good fun, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking, I'm talking pop culture type entertainment, good faith and good fun. We have so many options, so many options, it's mainly Law & Order Special Victims Unit, but other than that, so many options. Switch the channel, you know? I, I went to go see this, this therapist one time, and I was trying out different therapists, and I remember this one was, like, mean. Like, she was, like, she had an edge to her. I said, I don't like her. She might work for some people, but not for me. I like someone who's not too nice, but a little bit, got a little bit of edge, but a little bit of kindness, and is a couple steps ahead of me. That's what I want. Uh, so, you know, the woman didn't do anything wrong, wrong, wrong. I did have a therapist that did something wrong. He asked me to promote his son's movie. That was categorically wrong and inappropriate. Um, that's something different. But if when it's subjectively, like, I'm not into this. This doesn't mesh with me. I don't like it. There's something else somewhere. I'm not like, I hate that therapist. I was like, okay, this isn't quite the right vibe, you know? So it's just interesting to me when someone, people react so strongly to entertainers. Now, it's differently, it's different with when someone's got critical feedback. Like if someone's like, if someone gives you feedback, I mean, if it was someone that listens to my diary or someone from the Taylor Strecker show or Secret Keepers or Inside the Closet, I want your guys' feedback. I mean, I'm not like... I'm I'm not big enough now. Like this is a small community, and I'm trying to will that into existence of someday. If not, you know, I'll, you know, I'm gonna get go try to get a food truck. That shit's competitive now too. Fuck, but you know what I'm saying. No, if I can't make it in show business, either I'm gonna go live in Thailand, uh, uh, take a loan out for my special needs uncle. Um, he's got some money because he uh, has worked his whole life and doesn't really spend it, and because uh, you know it. He's at work, and then my mom takes him on vacation. Yada yada. That's a whole other thing. But um, and I go like sit in a rock in Thailand, or I try to get a food truck, or I don't know what the fuck I do. I really don't at this point. I'm in pretty deep. Do public speaking classes? Uh, uh, I don't know. Oh God. 
Uh, anyway, so um, I, you guys I always like to hear from. I mean, this is like a small community. And, man, I love meeting you guys. It's so nice. So if I'm at a show and then someone comes up and is like, oh, listen to Secret Keepers, listen to Seth Gaza, and I listen to the diary, I'm like, ooh, it's an honor to meet you. And I appreciate your motherfucking time. And anybody that you listen to or interact with where it's like you're choosing them out of the variety of options that you have, I'm going to go out and say Maybe they're not saying how much they appreciate you. Maybe they're not aware of it themselves. But always remember that you're really in control of that. When, when some, I don't like it when someone says, if someone's saying I'm a fan of something, then that's their word to use. But someone, like, if someone's like, oh, that's, those are your fans, I'm like, yeah. what it is is actually, I would never look at it like that. I say, uh, the way I think of that actually is um, fans, friends, like people that appreciate, but also employers, like, you're, you're, this is who you answer to that allows you to have the space to, to do your work. This is the work and it's the personal is definitely the political in this sense of the, where you are your work. But yeah, that's my long way of saying just, I fucking appreciate your time. Um, now, now that that mushy mush is out of the way, um, I've been kind of taking a little break from recording because... I don't know. I was just kind of trying to like regroup, you know, a little bit, especially with the dating stuff. Because I was listening to myself. I'm like, man, I just put all this time into just focusing on dating stuff. What's what's really going on with me that I need that distraction so much? And I've been on more dates with the makeup artist. And it's actually been really, really nice. I took a step back. I chilled. I think that she was scared. And that's why she said that she didn't that she sent those like confusing messages a little bit. Um, but it's been good. She got me a present. I've never gotten a present at a not present time. As in Christmas, birthday, you know, those are my, I celebrate Christmas. So that's when I begin the present, you know. Uh, my dad had an affair on my mom with this woman, Carol, who celebrated Hanukkah. So the first time I celebrated Hanukkah was with this woman who had cheated on my mom. So it wasn't a very good Hanukkah, you know. I just remember lighting the menorah, just like glaring at her like, yeah, I support Hanukkah, but I don't fucking support this, you know. Anyway, but you know what? My dad was kind of shitty to Carol, and now Carol's apparently a lesbian in Ohio. Oof. But you know what, Carol? You shouldn't have fucking hooked up with a married man and allowed him to get you an apartment near where he teaches classes and um, just guess come fuck you on break. Like, what did you think was going to happen? You, you meet him how you find him. What does that even mean? You meet him? How, if you met him on Craigslist, who are you to assume that you're going to be the end of that Craigslist exploration? Not that that's how they met, but, you know. I, I don't know what it was. And everybody, people are responsible. Not blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I have had some good Hanukkah experiences too. Uh, and that was a very particular thing. Nothing about Hanukkah in general. Um, Carol, I started talking about my stand-up act because she was 4'11", which is the legal cutoff for a little person. And my mom hated her, but she didn't want to seem anti-little person. So it's very conflicting for my very politically correct mother. Because she'd be like, I love little people. I mean, no, I don't even see height. I mean, um, that was a direct quote. So the dating's been good and she got me a present, which is so sweet. Like, cause it's, you know, she got me a present for my TV taping at, um, Just for Laughs. And I'm in Montreal right now and I, I'm doing that taping next week. And it's a gorgeous jacket. Oh my God. It's so beautiful. It's, it's like suede. So what am I, the king of fucking France? Jesus Christ. It's so beautiful. I really, you know, I appreciate that. I'm always getting people's stuff and it's really, it's just nice. You know, I mean, the art therapist cooked for me all the time too. So I didn't feel... Like, I wasn't being taken care of there, but I've just never gotten, like, a present type thing like that at a not given present time. So if you've got a boyfriend or girlfriend right now, give him something. I mean, literally, like, a popsicle. Like, whatever. Just be, like, thinking of you, you know? Like, that's pretty, 
That's uh, that's nice. Also, while I was falling asleep, I farted, and I know she was still awake, so I don't know if the romance is dead, but I'm really embarrassed, and I lay there being like, I want to die. But um, we'll see. So, okay. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, get a quick break. Do, do one of the um, sponsor posts that I have that Anchor makes very easy. I got sponsors from Anchor and Spotify, which is hilarious that they're sponsoring me because it's a very small community here. I'm not even really promoting it. I like to keep it private almost, uh, but that said, please rate and review, of course. But that's not really what this is about. This is really about just like wanting to, you you guys that are really with me now, like as we build it up, I want to like circulate things as I'm trying to pursue my hopes and dreams, circulate around. The more I think about this, it's not just about me recording something while I'm on the road. It's me trying to pass on any tips and tricks that are helping me do that as a nod of appreciation for you being here with me also on this journey. You know, you guys have my email, like shout outs to all of you. So thank you. All right. BRB. Okay. And we're back. So as I'm going to mention in the intro, what I really wanted to get into is about 90 Day Fiance. So me and the makeup artist um, were watching 90 Day Fiance. Now, I've seen people do posts about this, but I didn't really, I was like, how? I don't really like reality TV normally. I was like, how, like, whatever. Like, it just seems, I don't know. I, I wasn't jumping into it, right? I was so fucking hooked. And the reason that I got so into it was people were being so raw because you're catching them at this, like, really, like, vulnerable moment of, I mean, like, look, like, they're not coming across like they planned out life 100%, you know, and I dig that. I dig that. They're coming across like shit's crazy, and they met someone in Mumbai, and now they got 90 days to figure out if they're going to be together, quote unquote, forever. And I appreciate that they're so into the idea of marriages forever. That's a that's something I always, you know, yeah, because I was like, well, you can see how it is, but, but shit, no. Because once you have someone support over here in a visa, you're responsible for them for like 10 years. Yeah, damn. So I started watching 90 Day Fiance. And the season I'm on is the one with Jay and Ashley. I think it's uh, season four. And very interesting. 31-year-old woman met a 20-year-old guy in Jamaica. This guy's really good looking. She's cute too. She, he's fucking her brains out. He said he's laying it down three times, three times a day. Good for him. Penis up, penis down. Three times a day. Yeah, buddy. But she obviously didn't, she was like, like, oh, I feel pressure to keep him sexually satisfied. Ah, that's a, that's a complicated thing. Cause you, you really, he should be, they should be meeting each other halfway. But, and like, I mean, he, uh, yeah, I don't know. But a 20 year old, that's so young. And that's the thing with the interage dating. It's like, do it, do it. But they get all the, but then give you, they have to have the leniency of their, he's 20 and he cheated and that's really wrong, and he took advantage of her, and that's crazy, but he's 20. So I don't, I, that's wrong, but I don't hold someone to the same standard when they're 20. I just don't. And that's not saying someone is any less mature. Someone could be more mature at 20 than I am right now because they've just had to, like, you know, say something happened to their parents, and they had to raise their sister, or who knows. And then they had life skills that, you know, I'm still eating peanut butter out of a tub and tossing the tub instead of picking it up. But you know what I mean? Like, they're more mature than me. But I would still then give them that leniency a little bit because they're 20. He's 20. So anyway, what I wanted to share with you guys, the takeaway here, because I want to circulate this all around, the takeaway. What do I pick up that seems positive, seems informational to me in some way that I can pass on? How do we hit each other back with that? Um, Brandy's figured out how to leave me messages. You guys leave me a message, if there, especially if there's any, like, any you know, positive, if you're into self-help or whatever, I know that stuff's kooky, but sometimes just having it in your head can be helpful. 
So this is what was something that I took from 90 Day Fiance that I was like, that's a good one. Okay, so there's this Russian couple, uh, Olga, because of course, because that's what that you have to, if you live in Russia and you're a woman, you have to be named Olga. It's a very strange law that they have that I'm guessing that they have. It's very strange. Also, my brother's mother is named Olga, and I don't think she's Russian, so I don't know what she's trying to, to prove, trying to sneak in. It's my half-brother. I never talk about him. It's very complicated. Um, I think he's on the spectrum. Uh, I didn't say that out loud. Did I? Yes, I did. I did. He was always very mean to me. Anyway. But it is what it is. I think, you know, he's on the spectrum, so then you gotta give him a little wiggle room. A little wiggle room. So, the, the, the Russian one, she... No, no, it wasn't the Russian one. I'm sorry, it wasn't the Russian couple. It was a different couple. It was Fernanda and something else. Doesn't matter. It's a moot point. If you watch the show, that's an extra nugget of interest. If not, now there's a whole lot of buildup to this advice, which isn't as good as the amount of buildup I've given. That's something I've learned from comedy because the, the amount that you're talking without the laugh, that buildup needs to be worth the amount of laugh that the audience is going to get. Otherwise, they don't really trust you with their attention so much. It's different if people come out to see you, but if it's total strangers, you're kind of reproving yourself every time. Imagine if you saw me, but you hadn't heard any of my like inner thoughts. So then I'm totally out of context. You guys might be like, what the fuck? You know, at least at first. Like, if you're, if we know each other through the podcast and radio, like, you know my, like, head and heart and mannerisms. So then it, it, it makes it make more sense when you see me on stage. But if you didn't and you just saw someone get up there being like, I'm the man one, you'd be like, what the fuck? You know, not always, but sometimes. That's why my second Colbert set was a freaking idol. It's like, I wish I hadn't done that because, because it was too much, too much for a short set. If you want to see it. A banging ass Colbert set. Check out Jay Larson. Now, yeah, I'm just going to go off. Jay Larson, super funny, straight white guy in his uh, uh, 30s or 40s. I'm thinking 40s. So that's only to say that everyone knows a straight white guy, for better or worse. So he doesn't necessarily need to build that bridge in the same way. Whereas if you're someone who people might not know that person, and just because it doesn't necessarily mean, and, and that's a privilege that he has. Now, it also makes it harder for him, too, because it's then harder to stand out. But in the beginning, there's an initial thing where I'll see, you know, there's a comedic named Marina Franken, who's a straight woman, woman of color. She's got a podcast named Friends Like Us. Marina Franken's very funny. I don't know why she's not more famous, actually. And that's something I want to think about. I'm always interested in why people are where they're at. She's got a great career. I'm curious why she's not more famous. She's very talented. Cute. And she's got this joke, and I'm really paraphrasing it, but she's talking about how she, as a woman of color in this political climate, she can't just go up and start talking about whatever she wants to talk about because people are like, why isn't she talking about politics? She's like, I don't have the privilege of just going up and talking about horses. You know, a comedian like Jim Gaffigan can go up and talk about bacon for 20 minutes, and everyone's like, hey, bacon. She's like, but if I do that, I can feel it in the room. The people are like, why? What is she? She's not on her meds. Like, why is she obsessed with horses? That's totally paraphrasing, but totally. And I'm botching the joke there, but that's the... That's kind of like the takeaway of it is, and it's like, yeah, she's got a kind of a, everyone needs to establish their point of view so you know what the fuck they're talking about, but that was an interesting note to be like, you know, to not have to establish a point of view at all because people have some baseline of what you're talking about, that's, that's pretty, that's a, that's a privilege and, you know, things are totally changing for sure. Um, and then there's a flip sometimes, like I'll feel it, like if I go on in some like hipster rooms, they're like over-enthused about what I say and I'm like, oh, well, I'm not politically correct, so... Uh, whatever the hell that means, too. Because it's like, politically correct, Trump's the president. What's politically correct now is grabbing the pussy. That's that's what the president is saying. So that's like politically correct. So 
Don't say you have to be politically correct now and think you have to quote unquote censor yourself because that's not what's going on. What's not politically correct is like actually being like a, like a trying to be like a real decent person with self-awareness where you like, don't just say whatever the fuck you want to say because you're reacting out of a knee jerk reaction and a quest for power, which I get that desire too. But like, let's try to appeal to our somewhat better selves here a little bit, but you know, maybe he thinks he's doing that. Okay, this is me when my ADD pills really are even kicked in. So so here's the takeaway. And now now just really get ready for a letdown because this, this quote from 90 Day Fiancé really doesn't tie together the amount of talk time I've just said. But one of the couples was talking, they were in a fight and it looked like she was going to confront him and just fight more. But instead she apologized. And then she said this. She said to the camera, she was like, you know, Oh my God, I forget it <laughs> for the fucking, what the fuck? Oh my God. I'm not even joking. Holy shit, fuck. She said, holy God, guys. I'm so sorry. Okay, wait, wait. Okay. She said, how frustrated are you right now? Are you rolling your eyes at whatever device you listen to this on? You should. Um, and if you don't have any eyes because you were blinded in an accident, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. It's a manner of speech, as I'm sure you know. Christ. That'd be brutal. Fuck. Anyway, so what she said was she was like, basically it was like, just because you're the first to apologize doesn't mean you lose the argument. That's what it was. Just because you basically like, if you apologize first, it doesn't mean you lose the argument. I was like, that's so interesting. And it only applies to sincere apology because I've apologized before just to get the woman one to fucking stuff it. Now, I would never say that to her, but I've apologized first because it's like, there's no engagement. It's just like, well, you did this, and why don't you say that? And like, you don't think before you act. And, and I'm like, you're right. I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking. Like, you're right. Like, I just, you know, I don't know. I just, I got to get it together. Or whatever the fuck. That's not an actually engaged apology. And that's not actually an engaged critique on their part of me. Like, it's got to be, like, more um, reciprocal in both areas. But her apology on the show was really sincere. She was like, I messed up. Here's why I did it. Here's why I want to apologize to you. And then he was able to receive that apology. And she was like, I'm not losing the argument because I apologize. It's making it so in an argument, there's not necessarily a winner or a loser when you're arguing with your partner. Because guess what? I'm learning. You're on the same team. How weird of an idea is that? Like that person's on your team. So even when you're arguing, you're still on the same team. And that's something when I was with the art therapist, ART, that she taught me. She was like, we're on the same team. And I'm like, huh, that's something that someone that's trying to trick you would say. No, but really, like, if you're arguing with someone, you know, even if it's, like, my sister, my sister and I, you know, if we're arguing, is we love each other. We're always going to be in each other's lives. We fucking look just alike. Not that that's the reason to love someone, you know, but, like, yeah, I mean, there's people that look a little bit like me that I don't particularly like, but, uh, you know, um, but my sister, whatever, sorry, but my sister, like, you know, we love each other. So even if her and I are going back and forth, not understanding something, we're on the same team. So I thought that was a good takeaway. If you have to apologize first, it doesn't mean you're winning the argument. Maybe, maybe you're enhancing it. Um, okay, so this was my long way of saying that I'm trying to really focus this on not just my travels, but on the things I'm learning that help me in this industry, which is really hard. And if you can apply it to whatever you're doing, and I hope whatever you're doing, everything is hard. I hope what you're doing is a little more stable than what I'm doing and trying to do. Um, Maybe it's less stable, you know? I don't know. I worked I, in college. I lived across the hall from this guy that had a 100% commission job. Guess what? <laughs> Selling cigarettes. 
what the fuck? Who sells cigarettes? He was like the sales rep for Marlboro or something. So maybe he was a bad example. God, I wonder what he's doing now. Do you even need to go and sell cigarettes though? Don't those kind of sell themselves? Chris Rock had that joke where it's like, no one's like, oh, I got all this crack, I can't move. Like there's like, you know, maybe he was joking when he said that. I don't think he was though. I really don't. I wonder what happened. He was one of those guys that looked like he was like 87, but he was not. And that's probably because he uh, smokes a lot of cigarettes. But there you have it, 90 Day Fiance. I'm doing pretty good. I'm in Montreal for the next 10 days. I'll be keeping you guys updated. Uh, Thank you for your time.